the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 AM, The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, deep in the heart of South Texas. Welcome to our show, my friends. We've got uh, a good one for you on this last day of 2022. I can't believe that um, it's happened that quickly. Uh, So welcome, my friends. We've got a packed show as usual for you. So um, let me tell you who we've got because um, uh, we want to get our guests on real quick. First of all, uh, we've got a a superstar when it comes to uh, immigration issues, Mr. Tom Homan. Uh, Tom is the former Customs and Border Protection Director. Uh, He's become a very good friend. I have nothing but the highest respect. Tom's going to be chatting with us about this whole situation with with uh, Title 42, whether it's really, really going to have an impact or not, because we've got uh, uh, an invasion that's going on already. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's like icing on the cake for illegal aliens to remove it. Uh, we also have, next after Tom, we've got uh, another very good friend of mine, Mr. Brad Coe, or should I say Sheriff Brad Coe from Kenny County. Um, the uh, sh- the sheriff has been talking to us since earlier this year, uh, and uh, the thing has the the problems in his county have st- have steadily deteriorated uh, to the point now that there are e- that the the violence there is violence uh, there's shooting there's uh, uh, problems with folks uh, carrying weapons in his uh, in his county who are smuggling. Uh, both dope and human beings. And uh, he had an incident this past week, and uh, he's going to chat with us about it, my friends, because it, things are, 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 are just getting worse. They're just getting worse. And um, I, I, it's really important that communities across the country understand that this is coming to their backyard. Uh, our next guest, and uh, she is uh, very understanding of what is happening in communities that's happening in hers, is uh, Miss Irene Armendariz Jackson. Uh, Irene is a former candidate for Congress in El Paso. She is an El Paso resident, and she's going to be chatting about what is happening in El Paso right now with all of these illegal aliens that are coming in. They're living on the street. Uh, they have now. Uh, they are now living in the in the uh, airport. Uh, there is trash and debris everywhere. Uh, it, it is a mess. It is a mess. Never mind the uh, crime that's uh, slowly 
but steadily climbing as well. Uh, again, this is the second phase, my friends, of the border crisis, and it's coming to your backyard soon. Our final guest, another very, very good friend of mine, someone that I've, uh, I've, I've learned to get, uh, as I've gotten to know him, uh, I have the utmost respect for, is Mr. Mark Morgan. He is the former Immigration and Customs Enforcement Director, uh, Director of ICE, and uh, he's going to be chatting with us. Uh, he holds no nothing back, my friends. Uh, I, I love Mark because he just he lets it go, and he's going to tell us exactly how badly the uh, situation is because uh, the Biden administration has abolished, without abolishing, has abolished ICE and the Border Patrol. I mean, in effect, they're gone. So uh, our, our guests are are are, are going to tell you. I mean, it's not good news, my friends, but it's reality, and you need to know about it because it's coming to your backyard. The whole issue of the second phase of the border of the border crisis—it's coming to your communities. These people who have never paid anything into the into the uh, public coffers are coming to your community. So. Without further ado, let's go to Tom Homan, our first guest, my friends. Thank you very much for joining us today, and uh, tell your friends about us. I hope that you, uh, we can uh, count on you for all next year. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, in San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM Radio. And we've got our good friend, Sheriff Brad Coe, from Kenny County, Texas. Kenny County, of course, is right on the border, uh, next door to El R Del Rio and, El and uh, Eagle Pass. And uh, they have uh, been receiving more than their uh, allotment <laughs> of, uh, of problems related to the border crisis. Uh, Brad, thank you very much, Sheriff, for taking time to be with us. Let me ask you, let me ask you uh, to give us an update, but I want to hear about the, this most recent situation uh, that involved the Texas uh, Department of Public Safety folks right there in, in, in your backyard, right there in your community. Okay. Well, good afternoon, George. I hope everything was great for Christmas. Um, I believe it was Christmas Eve, actually, when we had uh, an incident involving uh, smugglers, DPS, and firearms. Uh, DPS is trying to stop the vehicle, which everything's doing now. They try to, to uh, bail out and, and scatter like a cubby of quail. But apparently this driver got out, and it's still unknown if he actually took a shot at the troopers or if he threw the gun away and it discharged. There's still some – everybody's still on the fence about that. But it pretty much uh, rocked the community. The people on the fort were uh, scared, which, which is natural. Have somebody out there that's willing to shoot at a DPS trooper, who else are they willing to shoot at? So uh, the fort was in a little bit of an uproar. We tried to keep that under control. We assisted in trying to find the individuals, but uh, we did not succeed in that endeavor. Wow. Now, let's make sure that people understand the context of this. When you served as a Border Patrol agent, how often did you have situations like this? In the 30 plus years I've been here, this is the first one I can remember like that. Uh, we've had a bailout, but we've never, the first time that I can remember being shot at. So, I mean, it is safe to say that things are deteriorating, I guess, wouldn't it? 
faster than I like to imagine. Yep. And, and there is no sign at this point of uh, of things slowing down. I mean, uh, if Title 42 is lifted, you're going to see even more people. I, I think so. I, I think so. Uh, of course, December, was, for everything that's been going on the past two years, uh, December was a very slow month for us. Really? Uh, of course, the month's not over, but we've pushed a bunch of the traffic to the west of us. So they're using Sanderson and Terrell County now. And I talked to the sheriff out there some time back, and uh, he's he's getting his eyes open as to what we're seeing. Uh-huh. But the pendulum will swing back this way. I give it another week or two, and it'll be back this way. Because well, traditionally, things always slow down in December, but they'll pick up around January 10th. Well, and, and the cold weather, the cold weather that we've been experiencing, too. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it's been freezing. It's been freezing. Do you anticipate there may be that you may find uh, deaths, uh, bodies um, before well, long because of this um, exposure, because of the uh, weather? Well, actually, I mean, we're, we're, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we don't, but I'm sure because of the severity of the cold weather, I mean, there were nights it was down to, to 12, 14 degrees plus the wind chill. Uh, I'm sure there's one or two out there that we'll find come summer. Wow. Incredible. Um, this uh, the situation uh, with the um, with Eagle Pass. It seems to uh, the the majority of of crossings seem to have uh, moved over to El Paso. Um, is, is that uh, I mean, does that alleviate anything for you guys in in Kenny County? Uh, no, because we're still seeing. Uh, the large groups or the large numbers walking through the county. We're still seeing the the uh, pursuits, the smugglers, DPS. They've got more troopers here now than they have in the past couple of months. I think that's part of the reason our numbers are so low because every day the troopers are getting two or three loads where we're just getting one, maybe two. So the troopers are doing their more than their fair share of uh, helping us be able to do what we're, what we're actually supposed to be doing. Uh, explain to the folks uh, what it is that happens because there's a lot of controversy as to um, whether or not it's effective or not. What is it? What is it that you guys do uh, in picking up uh, whenever somebody is crossing uh, through Kenny County, an illegal alien? What is it that you guys do? Well, if if we catch them or uh, DPS catches them, we file criminal trespass charges on them. And since the governor declared a state of emergency, it takes it from a class B to a class A misdemeanor, which means they get up to uh, a year in jail. Wow. And that's it. That part of, of course, we've been successful at that. We've done, I think, we've prosecuted by a little over 4,200 in the past year. Still got some sitting on the docket. But it's helped push some of that traffic into Maverick County where we're not being as overrun as we were earlier in the year. So would it be safe to say, Sheriff, that if you don't, that if you pull back the welcome count, the welcome mat, so to speak, and don't do anything about illegal immigration in your county, that uh, they do uh, uh, come, or if you don't do the welcome, if you don't welcome them, then they move on to another county? That's exactly right. If we uh, put enough pressure in areas where we know that they're crossing and try to prevent that, it will push them further south. Mm-hmm. And I hate I hate to put it that way, but I've got to take care of my county because I've got very, very limited resources. There you go. Now, Maverick, yeah, Maverick County, Valverde County have a few more resources than I do, 
and trust me, I do feel bad about pushing them into another county, but I got to take care of my uh, constituents here, and uh, I just the people that vote for me, but the people that reside here, the people that live here, and the people that have deer leases and come here for recreation. Well, you know, maybe if enough counties pushed uh, pushed back, maybe the maybe the the problem would migrate over to another state. Well, I agree with that, but then again. Uh, border sheriffs are doing what they can with the limited resources we all have but we're having problems not against the border patrol agents themselves it's higher up it's my workers and crew which are allowing this to happen with no consequences so he's basically letting people come into the country here illegally and there is a perfectly legal way to claim asylum he's letting them come in in mass enter illegally using private land to facilitate their entry here and as far as I'm concerned uh, it's a violation of the Fifth Amendment which guarantees his life, liberty, and property Yep, that's exactly right uh, Let me ask you this last question before before we let you go um, Do you see any kind I mean, what do you, do you would you expect both out of the Texas State Legislature and out of the new Congress to address this problem? Um that, that's a very difficult question. Um, I'm I don't know how many, you know, of course we've seen each other in Austin, and we've all, we've all talked to our representatives up there on both sides of the House. And I still bump into people that are, that are representatives from East Texas that still have no clue what's going on. Isn't that sad? And I know the governor's made a, made a good plea to them, say, hey, this is what we need to do. We did get the Operation Lone Star going. Uh, we just need to sit down and maybe... I don't know. I don't want to use the word kidnap, but go up there and find the, uh, a, uh, one of our legislators, throw them in the truck, and bring them down here and let them spend 48 hours so they can get firsthand experience what's going on versus listening to me or you. Let them see it firsthand. Isn't, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, I, I have folks uh, in North Texas, not to mention listeners in, in uh, outside of Texas, that have a hard time comprehending the headaches that we are seeing, the problems that we are seeing here in here in uh, uh, in South Texas, the um, yeah. you know the the uh, uh, what you call it the, the car chases um, and uh, having young people driving these cars nowadays. Yeah, are you still yeah. seeing that? From time to time, we do see one. I think we had one the other day that was fifteen, and he is currently in in, in the custody of the Jeepy program. But uh, yeah, fifteen years old. I think he was hauling three. And where's mom and dad? Yeah, exactly. The kid was, was out of the Austin area. Where's mom and dad? How did he get at 15? How did he get a car? Yep. And, so. and didn't didn't you didn't you also have back in the summer a a 15 year old or a 16 year old that was driving around in the middle of the night? No, we had a, a 15 year old that was uh, trying to smuggle. He tried to run over one of the deputies. We ended up shooting him. Oh wow. Uh, and then about a month ago, a month and a half ago, that same individual was back here again trying to smuggle. You're kidding. No, and he still had uh, holes in him from the first time, oh. tubes, brain, brain tubes, and he was, he was at it again. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, 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 I guess it's the money that's bringing them, that's alluring them, I guess, isn't it? Well, I, I, mean, there's, and I looked up one kid the other day. He was uh, 18. He's an adult. Uh and I've been doing some background on some of these kids. Uh, this kid's from North Texas. He comes from a, a very nice neighborhood. 
I did a check in the house. The parents' house is worth over $600,000. So it tells me that he's far from poor, but he was down here, I think, for the adventure. Try to make some easy money, but the lure of the adventure to see if he could get away with it. Oh, my gosh. And these uh, these cartels are not are they're not adventures. <laughs> they're not no, they're not to be no, played with. Not at all. So, but that that part of the, the whole issue I have with this is they're using social media to get these kids to come down here, and they're flashing money. They're saying you know five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, and ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. But if you're sixteen, seventeen years old, and it, it's a ton of money. My goodness. Sheriff, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. Well, thank uh, you, sir. I appreciate everything you do for us. Well, I, I you know, I mean, it's it's a it's a little bit. I mean, I'm the one. I'm not the one putting my life on the line like you guys. You be careful. You take. You be safe, and we'll get you back on the show sometime soon again. You too, my friend. You take care. Have a great New Year's. You got it. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with our good friend Sheriff Brad Coe from Kenny County, Texas. Howdy, howdy, howdy! Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And uh, we've got uh, Miss Irene Armendariz Jackson. Uh, she has been on our show before. She is a uh, Republican activist over in uh, El Paso. Uh, she also ran for Congress uh, against the very, very Democrat socialist uh, Veronica uh, um, Escobar in El Paso. And uh, I wanted um, Irene to come on the show and give us an update of what is happening in El Paso. Uh, Irene, thank you once again for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me once more, George. God bless you and God bless everybody that's listening to your show. Great. Thank you. Uh, let me, uh, let me, let's begin. Let me ask you, uh, we're hearing all of these things we're, about what is happening in El Paso, it's become one of the uh, main entry points for illegal immigration at this point. And um, what uh, what can you tell us about um, the surge as well as uh, what's happening on the streets of uh, El Paso? Well, you know, it's very concerning. Uh, of course, this administration with, like you mentioned before, that I ran against uh, the representative here in El Paso, Veronica Escobar, who now is now changing her tune. Of, uh, I think she was on Fox last week talking about the fact that this is very unsustainable. This is funny because she's one of the major players on allowing all these illegals to come in. And there's been no accountability. Um, what is the point on having being a nation of laws if we're not going to enforce them? This um, administration has crippled uh Border Patrol has tied their hands behind their back. And um, as we mentioned before in the last show, my husband retired from Border Patrol um, a year ago. And what I when I ask him, do you miss it? He misses the old way. He misses being able to protect our borders and being able to protect America. So as we go to the airport, and this is a holiday season, so there's a lot of travel, you see illegal aliens. And I don't call them migrants because that's not what they are. Per uh, immigration law, they are illegal aliens or illegal immigrants. And so the airport is full of them. What we, um, the information that we're getting is that these NGOs are to capacity, 
And so they're dropping them off at the airport anywhere between two days to a week before their uh, flights. And so these people are actually living at the airport. I'm sure everybody has seen the videos of uh, people sleeping there all over. I had a I put some on my Instagram, which is Irene Armendariz Jackson, and um, somebody commented, I would have never guessed it was the airport in El Paso. I would have guessed it was a homeless shelter. And the the sad part and the dangerous part about it is um, that because we have a lot of Americans flying in and out during the season, we don't know who these people are because they're not being vetted. This has been the cons- the number one concern from the beginning. Who are these people? And there is no way that Biden or Mallorcas or the current representative here in El Paso could guarantee me that in between these thousands of people, there's no murderers, there's no uh, rapists, there's no pedophiles. And so who knows who is really staying in our airport and in our streets and is walking um, just in our neighborhoods. You see uh, family units, and I use that term very loosely because when there was um, DNA testing, it actually revealed that more than 30% of the children that were with their parents, quote unquote, were not actually their biological parents. Furthermore, these children had been coming in with other family units. So these children are being trafficked, they're being recycled, and there is no way to stop this. So going back to the airport, from our source in the airport, they they show symptoms of being sick. We can look at what diseases are prevalent in all these countries that where we're having the search come from, which is over a hundred countries, then that's exactly what we're welcoming into the United States. Those diseases are now in in the United States, and also the cleanliness. Um, I had a gentleman that had videotaped for me and sent it to me when he arrived because he came to uh, visit family, but he's originally from here. And he said he witnessed one of these illegals spitting into one of uh, the water fountains and they brought him back and they made him clean it. This is, this is what was happening here in El Paso. Now we've, um, we have people videotaping between 12 and two in the morning. And what they're finding, our temperature has been dropping, um, to the teens, we're somewhere between 15 to 18, de- 18 degrees. I think it's going to drop again tonight. There is hundreds of people sleeping in the streets. How is that safe? Even for them. Yes. Even for them. Um, the gentleman that is actually videotaping at this hour called um, the another person, another supporter, and told him, hey, there's a two-year-old walking around. And this is between 12 midnight and 2 in the morning. There's a 2-year-old to 3-year-old, you know, he was just a little uh, a little boy wandering around in this very unsafe neighborhood by themselves. Wow. Nobody is with them. This is when the when the temperature had dropped in the teens and it's just walking aimlessly. So they tell him call 911. They call 911. 911 tells them, "Can you go find their parents?" Uh-huh. And so this this is really crippling our city. And as Americans, especially here on the border, we should be 
outrage. Unfortunately, there is only, I think, two media sources here that are actually reporting in El Paso what is happening in El Paso. And, of course, they try to put the spin now of uh, Abbott's buses at Kamala Harris's residence. Oh, he's so um, inhumane. And, and I'm thinking the Democrats are causing this and all of this and nobody is calling them out. This has to stop. Our legislators at, from both sides of the aisle need to put a stop to it. Tie Biden's hands behind him. He should have never had the power to do a, away with immigration law. And that is exactly what he's doing. But it's very evident of a of a higher problem, a more severe problem, which is the government has too much power. The government should never have the power to the executive branch should never have the power to make law, and um, and Congress should be holding the, him accountable. There, it's shared powers. Never did the Constitution or our forefathers give any. Um, the total control of any power to the executive branch. And so Biden is holding the country hostage. How is it that we as Americans cannot say we need to put a stop to this? This needs to be dealt with with a new Congress. And the ones that are in right now should um, bring some harsh repercussions for this this behavior we have people in every neighborhood it doesn't matter what neighborhood there's a grocery store that is very common here in el paso it's called el super and of course if you want to go to a very mexican food uh, grocery store you go to el super and uh, elderly people use this hispanic mexican elderly people go there and there is illegals waiting in the parking lot making demands on these elderly where it's it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time when people are going to start getting hurt by these illegal aliens and then what are we going to say oh you know maybe not all of them were had good intentions i can guarantee you that in this amount of, of uh the surge that is happening right now there is absolutely criminals within those um hard criminals within those people i went to record at the bus station downtown el paso last week and as i made one of the turns and i was videoing of course they noticed and there was these very evident gangbangers throwing gang signs at me and this is just a, a small um, example of the kind of people that are coming in. I had another man approach my my car and say, um, give me something. Can't you see we have children? And I'm like, I didn't bring your children here. But they're being very aggressive towards Americans now. And we need to stop this. This administration has empowered the illegal aliens and has completely, in a very authoritarian uh, manner, taken the power away from our law enforcement in order to protect us. Yep. You know, I'm glad you're saying that because <clears throat> we have seen that here at the Migrant Center, too, where they uh, act kind of bullyish. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, they they seem to act entitled. Let me ask you, we've only got about a, a minute to go. Let me ask you. Sure. Um, the, um, 
the uh, Democrats have have controlled uh, the House, the Senate, and the White House on two different occasions. Under Obama when he first came in, and under Biden when he first came in. Yet now they always scream and yell that uh, immigration reform is needed. Why didn't they do it? Well, let me tell you that if you go back into in history, in 2008, that is exactly what Obama campaigned on. He campaigned on immigration reform. Four years past, he didn't deliver. So then he campaigned on it again. And there go all the Hispanics voting for Obama. And what happened? He didn't deliver again. And he used up all his political capital in this disastrous Obamacare that is hurting the middle and the uh, poor than the, the the poor people in America. And it was supposed to help us out, but the only people that got enriched were the Obamas and all of their cronies. So to scream about immigration reform is kind of futile right now because right now, if we enforce the laws that we already have on the books, this would stop from one day to the next. But until our government starts functioning in the way that it was intended to function, this will be a recurring problem. And we need to make sure that the, we become a constitutional republic for the safety of not only ourselves, but of our children and the future generations. Oh, couldn't say it better. Irene, we need to let you go, but thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Folks, we've been speaking with our good friend, Miss Irene, uh, Mrs. Irene Armandadis Jackson <laughs> from yes. El Paso. Irene, you stay safe, and we'll talk to you again soon for another update. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Once again, George Rodriguez on KLUP. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan, who uh, is the former customs and Border Protection uh, Commissioner, and uh, he uh, has been very, very active uh, in uh, the issue of the border crisis that we've got going right now. He's been on our show several times. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Let me ask you real quick, um, give us your thoughts regarding the incoming House. Um, what are your expectations and... and, and uh, you know what do you what are you seeing right now with the pending lifting of Title Forty Two? Yeah, my, so my expectations are that for once, after decades, that the Republicans stand up and address the worst self-inflicted, unmitigated catastrophe that we have right now along our southern border. We need the Republicans to show the political strength, courage, and will to do the right thing, to, to secure our borders, to stop Americans from dying, to stop migrants from dying, to stop drugs pouring in, criminals pouring in, potential national security threats pouring in. George, you and I have talked, and our southern border is the worst it's been. This administration took the most secure border in a lifetime, and they intentionally unsecured it. We we have to rely on Congress for them to do their job. So on day one, they need to pass 
and, and to, onto the Senate, meaningful legislation that actually is going to address the border crisis. It's going to make this administration reverse course on its open border policies. They need to address, for example, the Remain in Mexico program and codify that. They need to reinstate the safe third country agreements we had with all three northern triangle countries. They need to force the Secretary Mayorkas to remove the restriction he has on ICE. And that that is just the top line things that they need to do. But look, George, their, their job just became exponentially harder. And why? Because now I can't just blame the Democrats in this administration. Now I have to add the Republicans on the Senate side that they just passed a $1.7 trillion bill that included billions of dollars to DHS. And in and, and the language, this isn't Mark speaking, the language in the bill that they passed said the billions going to DHS, they're for bidden to use that to actually secure the border they can only use that to get better at processing it's unconscionable and now just as title 42 is about to end but here's what's here's what's really important about title 42 george because there's it's been lost in in the mainstream kind of discussion is that i've heard a lot about hey when title 42 ends oh it's going to cause a crisis it's going to cause a tsunami no that's not correct we're already in the middle of a crisis and we have been for the past 20 uh, 24 months but we passed tsunami 22 months ago we're already in the crisis losing title 42 is just going to make it worse george the uh situation also i mean that we are seeing for example you know i i i, I try to use I, I like to use the phrase the, the the phrase the second phase which means that uh once these people have crossed the border now uh they are complicating uh issues in our uh, in our cities, for example, uh, here in San Antonio and El Paso, there we're seeing uh, homelessness, lots and lots of illegal aliens who are homeless. We're also seeing uh, a spike in crime, although, uh, again, the media doesn't seem to say, say anything about that. Um, I, I mean, I would imagine that we're going to see this in other communities now, don't you think? Yeah, George, you're absolutely right. I couldn't say it better myself. And I actually like, I may, I may steal that if you don't mind, that the second leg of the crisis, you're right. So we, we see the brunt of the crisis physical on the border. We know that Border Patrol agents are pulled off their line. They've really been relegated to becoming a federal travel agency, completing the last leg of the smuggling operation for the cartels. They're being forced to. Obviously, they don't want to do it. And we know that now, literally, we've handed operational control over to the cartels, and that's how they're able to get drugs, criminals, and national security threats. But you're right, the second uh, phase of that, once they're released into the United States, intentionally, or the gotaways. Remember, in less than 24 months, we've had over 1.2 million gotaways. All of those immediately become uh, welfare recipients, both at the local, state, and national level. We know that they get free health care, uh, they get free uh, uh, education, and the list goes on and on, all on the backs of U.S. taxpayers. And if I can, too, crime is a very important thing, because as we've seen the issue with crime that's skyrocketing across our, our, our country, the border's all but been forgotten. But I think it's important. Remember, 1.2 million gotaways in less than 24 months, and among them are some bad people, George. You and I have talked about it. Among them are, are gang members, are, are uh uh, you know, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, aggravated felons among the 1.2 million gotaways. And another quick stat, from 2011 to 2022, 261,000 illegal aliens committed 433,000 crimes, wow. including 800 homicides, 800 rapes, and over 5,000 sexual assaults, and that was in the state of Texas alone. Wow, incredible. I mean, 
it, it's mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. It is. The the other situation, and and um, Yuma, Arizona, was reporting it, uh, as well as Laredo has reported it, but very quietly. Uh, the issue of the impact on hospitals. Uh, yep. I mean, here we've got you know the the lifting of 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 uh, Title Forty Two again, supposedly. It was to uh, keep us safe from COVID in some form. But now, I mean, uh, we've got the flu season. We've got uh, uh, respiratory viruses running around. And our, our uh, uh, hospitals are getting overwhelmed along the border. I'm sure that's going to that's gonna happen in, in bigger uh, communities as well. It's happening every day, all day long, George. And it's not just from infectious diseases, but it's, look, we have illegal aliens that intentionally, intentionally wait until the last trimester and then illegally entering and knowing that they're going to be able to have their child on the U.S. and become a U.S. citizen. We also know that there are illegal aliens that come that, that have all all sorts of medical conditions that immediately are admitted to local hospitals or even further into interior, all in the backs of taxpayers. Look, when you have, in less than 24 months, over 5 million total encounters and one over a million known gotaways, that's over 6 million illegal aliens have illegally on our border in 24 months. In the last 60 days, George, there have been over 500,000 total encounters and over 160,000 known gotaways in the last 60 days. At this pace, this fiscal year, we're going to see over 3 million total encounters and over 1 million known gotaways in 12 months. And they're all going to be allowed to be entered in the United States. And we are going to pay for their health care, for their education and for their subsistence. Because the reality is, George, you know, as well as I do, the majority of illegal aliens come in today. They don't speak the language. They don't have any skill. They have no means to financially support themselves. And they immediately become welfare recipients on the back of taxpayer dollars. That's the truth. Yep. And they haven't paid into the system. I mean, you know, right. the old argument was, well, you know, they work and they don't they, they don't get uh, deducted or they every time they buy something, they they pay. Them. But these are recent immigrants. They've never paid anything into it. Yep. And George, if, if I can real quick, but look, we, we have to bring this back. Why are we focused on illegal immigration? Look, if somebody wants to come to the greatest country in the face of the planet, I'm all in. I understand. But there's a legal way to do it. I'm not, not we're none of us are against legal immigration. You want to do that all day long. I'm all in. We're talking about illegal immigration. And not only the, the second leg, the second tier impact to the U.S. that we talked about, but illegal immigration, what happens on the border? Again, it pulls 80 to 90 percent of border patrol resources off the front line, off and away from their national security mission. They're relegated, like I said, to be a federal travel agency, completing the last leg of the smugglers uh, a chain of the illegal aliens. And what happens again? The wide areas of the border are, are absolutely handed over to the cartel. That's how drugs are getting across criminal aliens and national security threats every day, all day long. That's why. I, when is enough is enough. There's no downside to securing the border. And another thing we don't talk enough about, George, is not just Americans are dying, but migrants are dying as well. There have been over 1,300 illegal aliens found dead by CBP under this administration, more than any other president in our history. Yep. I mean, when you encourage lawbreaking, well, you're going to get the consequences, and the consequences 
uh, one of those consequences is uh, this, uh, the deaths of these poor people. I mean, for crying out loud. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, George, you, you, you know, look, you don't have to be a, a border security expert. You know, common sense tells us that when you increase, when you encourage and incentivize an increase of five, six hundred percent, I mean, literally, we, we are getting over between a quarter of a million to 300,000 illegal aliens every 30 days. When you have the invasion level numbers like that, the most ever recorded in our lifetime, guess what also is going to expand? The number of young women and children that are sexually assaulted and abused on their journey up here. The number of migrants that are kept in un- overcrowded, unsanitary, unsafe stash houses. We know 53 migrants just a, f- you know, a few months ago died of asphyxiation in a tractor trailer. And how about the number of migrants we just talked about that died, not just on our border, but what about in Mexico or the Daring Gap on the journey up here? And we haven't begun to talk about the the atrocities of human trafficking once they've already been released in the United States and then become victims of trafficking. But you'll never hear from this administration. The most inhumane thing that they can do for the migrants themselves is have open borders. Yep. One last question. Uh, Your thoughts. Uh, we we have heard the um, uh, the mayor of New York uh, upset that illegal aliens are being bused to his uh, city, and uh, rather than saying stop stop them at the border, he is requesting more money to serve those illegal aliens that he's getting. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's hypocrisy at, at, at the fifth, sixth highest level you can think about. So so they, they only complain or are vocal when a Republican governor sends illegal aliens. By the way, every single illegal alien signed a form saying they wanted to go to the sanctuary cities. But yet, where these mayors been the past 24 months, when this administration or, or NGOs being paid by this administration have transported about two and a half million illegal aliens in the last 24 months to all these same sanctuary cities. Where where was the, the, the mayor of New York? Absent. Where was the mayor of Chicago or D.C. the past 24 months when the, when this administration, DHS, was dropping off hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens to their cities and towns and states? Yeah, it's, this is why it's all about politics. And again, as you just said, George, what, what's their answer? Throw more money at it. Don't stop the crisis. Don't de-incentivize these individuals to hand their lives over the cartels, take the dangerous track, and then violate the rule of law or our nation's sovereignty and illegally enter it, allowing cartels to take operational control and drugs, criminals, and security threats. No, no, don't stop that. Let's just throw more money at it. But again, George, I'll end with this. The Republicans just joined the Democrats by passing the spending bill. Oh. They did just that. That's true. That's true. They, uh, they, they, they didn't put any money in for border enforcement or the Border Patrol, only for uh, more uh, transportation and services. Oh, only, only more processing. They, the, the, the Republicans signed off on a bill, George, that's going to allow this administration to continue its open border policies and cover up its devastating impact by just getting better and more efficient and removing illegal aliens off the front lines into the interior United States so it doesn't look as bad as it really is. Outrageous. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely outrageous. Mark, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. We've been speaking with our good friend Mark Morgan, uh, former Customs and Border Protection Chief. Uh, you take care. Keep the fight going, buddy. You bet. Happy New Year, George. Happy New Year. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our good friend...
Mr. Tom Homan, the former uh, director of uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And uh, I wanted to get him on because uh, if anybody knows, I mean, Tom is very, very much uh, a celeb at this point because he is so much in the know of what is going on as far as the border goes and the politics of it in D.C. Tom, welcome to the show. Um, where do you think we are at this point? I mean, we know we've got a border crisis, but how bad is it? And uh, and what hope do we have for this incoming new uh, Congress? Well, I can tell you that, you know, Let's, let's look, just look at the first two years under Biden, right? We went from the most secure border in my lifetime under President Trump, where illegal immigration was at a 40-year low. Illegal immigration was down 83%. And the first year Joe Biden had control of it, we had historic illegal immigration at 1.7 million encounters on the southwest border. Think about that, man. We went from the most secure border to the, to, to the highest immigration, illegal immigration we've ever seen in the nation in, in a matter of months. Then the second year, he beat that historic number with another new historic number of uh, two, almost 2.4 million. So since, since Joe Biden's been president, we've had over 4 million encounters on the southern border. And that's not to mention, as of now, the 1.2 million Galloways. People who don't know who they are. And if you want to, you want to know where we're at right now. We are on a glide path right now to set a whole new record. So that would be every year he's beating his own record with uh, you know historic people immigration. And people need to understand while well, let's talk of Title Forty Two, even with Forty Two engaged right now, we're still like say on a glide path to uh, uh, just uh, just uh, a disaster. Now, if they live Title 42, um, that means more people will come, which will further overwhelm the Border Patrol. Right now, they're 70 to 80 percent off the line because it's so busy processing. When Title 42 ends, now they have to pull more people off the line because more people are coming, which will make the border more vulnerable. My hopes for the new Congress, and I'm just, and it's a hope, is that. Number one, they impeach Secretary Mayorkas, and 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 at minimum have oversight hearings on the border. They have oversight authority now. They have the subpoena authority. If they subpoena the right people, if they subpoena the right information, and I'll help them. I already met with many of them. So I'll, I'll tell you where the bodies are buried. I was in this thirty-five years. I know you can get the information you need. And where you can find it, where you can get it from. So if they, if they subpoena the right people with the right information, that hearing, and numerous hearings, oversight hearings, are going to really uh, exhibit some damning information on the way this president and the way the secretary has done their job or not done their job. And my hopes are with these oversight hearings, many of the Democrats can't, can't hide anymore. It's been proven during a hearing. They have to sit there and listen to it. And if they're honest, have known, have at least a little integrity, they're going to have to admit we have a huge problem. And I'm hoping that the 24 um, um, Democrat congressmen that are running for re-election in, in 2024, which are already in tough battlefront states, places where President 
Trump won, they're going to have to pick a side. And like I said, they're in a tough re-election campaign. They're going to have to pick a side. And if they ignore the truth, ignore what the evidence they actually saw during their oversight hearings, then they're, 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 then they're going to fail, and they're not going to get reelected. So I'm hoping these oversight hearings convince more Democrats to step up to the table and understand the importance of securing our border. Yep. Let me ask you this, because you were a police officer at one point, and what we are seeing right now now is not only the people crossing. I mean, we're seeing the thousands crossing. However, we are beginning to see issues like here in San Antonio of homelessness, illegal aliens, uh, homeless on the street. Uh, over at the Migrant Center, we have seen uh, drug deals going down. We've seen prostitution happening. And at the same time, we've got a uh, woke city council that uh, won't let the police officers act. I mean, are we going to get a double whammy of these millions coming in who we don't know who they are? And then on top of that, uh, liberal law enforcement policies within our own communities that are going to jeopardize our, our public safety? Well, public safety is an issue because they need to understand when, uh, on average, when you look at the last three decades of Border Patrol, and I've talked to several chiefs throughout the years, and they average between 18 to 22 percent. That's one out of five of every illegal aliens arrested at the border has a, a criminal history. Wow. So that's one, that's, that's, you know, average 20%, right? So if you have 20% of a normal immigration uh, life cycle, okay, that's a big number. However, when you're talking about 5 million people, oh my God. You know, 20% of that is a huge population. And that's not taken into account the 1.2 million gotaways. Now, people say, how do you know gotaways are criminals? I don't. But there's a reason why they chose not to turn themselves into Border Patrol, not to be released in the United States, not to be flown to the city of their choice, and not to be applying for work authorization. If they, they claim asylum, they can apply for work authorization until such time they decision made by the court. Who wouldn't take the opportunity to turn themselves in instead of trekking through dangerous territory and get, get, get three squares a day, get, get, get processed for release, Get flown to the city of their choice at taxpayer expense and be and be authorized for work. So if, if, who who the one point two million people that didn't want to do that and they they decided to sneak in and go their own route? Why would you do that? I'll tell you why. I think a lot of them did it because they didn't want to be fingerprinted. Because once you're fingerprinted, you're found out, and that's why George, I mentioned. My biggest concern on, on top of illegal immigration is a national security threat. They, they've arrested, the last count I had is 117 known and suspected terrorists off the terrorist watch list since Joe Biden's taken office. That is a record by far. That blows away every record that wow. existed. If they've arrested 117, now, terrorists don't want to be arrested. Terrorists don't. You get fingerprints. You can't sell. You have a record. So that concerns me. The 1.2 man, how many of them are terrorists? Because Border Patrol has arrested people from 61 different countries. Many of those countries are sponsors of terrorism. If you don't take a single one of that hundred of that of that 1.2 man, from come from the country that sponsors terrorism, 
You're, you're an idiot. You're, you're ignoring the data. Wow. That scares head out of me. And that's just scare every American. Incredible. I mean, that that really does. That should really scare us. Let me ask you this last question, buddy. Um, the impeachment of of Mayorkas. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Republicans, that the new, that the new Republican Congress would hang together. Um, it, will it take a lot, do you think, to uh, push that? It's going to take an awful lot because right now I'm pissed off with so many of them. I mean, 18 uh, Republican senators voted for that omnibus bill that didn't give a single dollar, not a dollar, to border security. That's right. They gave they gave millions to, and you know this, George, you've been down to that, that, that the site in San Antonio. They're giving millions of dollars to groups like you dealt with the person you dealt with that you guys went to nose and nose with they have professional conduct by these people they've gave people like that and those organizations millions of dollars to help process and get people to their final destination into the united states why the hell would a republican senator vote for a bill that gives zero for security but gives millions to help more people get into the united states i'm pissed off about that I've called them out, especially Senator Cornish from Texas. Texas is overwhelmed. Texas is being evaded. And he signed that. I mean, what the hell is going on? Really? And many of these congressmen and these senators, they'll go on the southwest border. You've seen them. They'll go down to the southwest border and have a dog and pony show and see what a terrible mess it is. But then they get to Capitol Hill and do nothing. Matter of fact, they vote against border security. So I'm going to hold them accountable. So that they need to impeach my workers, and we're going to start calling them out. And I'll call out a Republican just as much as I'll call out a Democrat to put this country in harm's way. So, you know, I've been, for the last week, I've been pounding on these Republicans that vote that bill because what they did, they turned these people, especially Cornyn, turned his back on the 20,000 men and women that wear that uniform, putting their lives on the line every day. That disgusts me. We need to hold them accountable and hope we can convince them or prove to them that border security is important because you can't have national security if you don't have border security. That's just common sense, for God's sakes. Amen. Buddy, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. I love it when you come on. Folks, my good friend uh, Tom Homan, former... Uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. You take care, my man, and keep up the battle. Keep speaking up. You keep up the battle, George. What you're doing is important. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm out there speaking, but you're reaching a lot of people over there. So keep telling the American people and, and, your, and, and, and your audience the truth. They need to hear the truth. So God bless you. Keep on their, keep on their backs in San Antonio, man. That's a, that's a <laughs> well. You sent me in that video. That's we, you, you uncovered a criminal conspiracy. Don't let up. Let, let them have it, man. You keep on. It. You got it. Thank you very much. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP. <laughs> Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.